welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. The one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. Well, thank you, Paul, for kicking us off, and welcome, everyone, to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. You know, for the past couple of weeks, I have been talking about marketing technology and having guests talk about the innovations that are happening in marketing, but I'm very excited to have a, a different focus today, and I'm joined by John Barra, who is the president of Mintigo, and John and I are going to dig into the topic about, you know, are today's marketing leaders tomorrow's uh, CEOs, and I'm excited about this ascent that we've seen in marketing leadership over the past, you know, decade, and we'll jump into that. For those of you who don't know John, John and I have got to know each other over the last several years uh, with our two firms working closely together. Um, we have a lot of similarities. Uh, we both have been working actively in Silicon Valley past several decades, and John's um, led marketing for a number of different companies, uh, ZenSource and Interwoven and This Moment uh, and Genesis Telecommunications. So he spent a lot of time in his career running and leading marketing, as I have. And now we both are in a very exciting world of leading our companies. And John is the president of Mintigo and myself as CEO of DemandGen. Now, John, as you and I have got to, to know each other and, of course, uh, understanding your background, you even graduated from Harvard Business School. And I graduated, you know, I got my BS. Sometimes I say I got my BS and BS because I got a, a degree in marketing and also a degree in computer science. But you went on to get a, a degree at, at Harvard, and you know when you go to graduate school, I want to dig into that in a little bit because uh, there are skills, right, that you need as a CEO uh, beyond the marketing leadership skills. But John, welcome. How are you? Excellent. Great to join you here today, David. Well, I am glad to have you. Let's jump right in because the time goes by pretty quick. In 2015, a uh, little bit more than a year ago, we saw Steve Easterbrook take on the CEO role at McDonald's, and, and he was the CMO. And I got to say, right, not even a decade ago, was there a C-level title for marketing, right? There was VPs of marketing, but there wasn't even a chief marketing officer. And now we're seeing folks like Steve take on the leadership roles at, uh, at organizations. Let me get your perspective. Why, why do you think this is happening? Well, I do think the, the this is a fast-moving trend where marketers, chief marketing officers, are on the on the path to uh, leading companies uh, in operating roles and, and even uh, the CEO role. And I think that's happening, uh, David, because of the experiences that uh, marketers are bringing to the table. Uh, it's really about uh, leadership, energy, and culture when you're talking about the role of uh, the CEO as well as strategy. And these are things that marketers deal with every day in their careers, right? So, um, you know, with the emergence of, of digital marketing, um, there's been a big shift in the role of traditional marketing from just uh, branding uh, to a much broader skill set that does include uh, technology, uh, strategy, uh, sales, international work, product work, and certainly uh, analytics. And as uh, digital uh, takes over every business in, in every vertical and every, every country in the world, um, marketers are often tapped first because marketers are very early adopters of new technologies. So whether it's uh, something like content management, uh, the website, um, mobile, social, 
any new emerging technology trend that consumers are embracing and B2B customers are embracing, marketing is usually there first. So when it comes to the board of directors, the leadership of a company looking for leadership, uh, it's often ready-made with a CMO because of the experience that CMOs have had over the past, you know, decade or two. Absolutely. You know, in, in CMOs, right, we are now, uh, well, CMOs are, are challenged uh, with being responsible for the whole customer experience. And along with McDonald's, you know, we've seen a lot of other B2C companies and not just any companies, but these are some of the, the biggest brands in the world. Mercedes-Benz appointed uh, their vice president of marketing to the leadership role. Uh, we saw Campbell Soup do that. Uh, the um, Gilt Group also did that with uh, the CMO from Citigroup. And I believe uh, Radio Shack as well took on one of the heads of Walgreens uh, to help with their turnaround strategy. And so when you look at all those big B2C brands, appointing their marketing leaders to lead the company, it also, you know, leads us into this, you know, these folks are really in touch with the customer experience and the value of that and who better to help either turn around a company or take a company to the next level. These are mature companies uh, than the marketing leader who, you know, let, let's face it, there's probably no one in the organization except the marketing head who knows more about the market uh, than them. You know, they know the competition. They know what the customers like and don't like about the products. They know the marketing strategy for attracting new customers and growing those relationships. So it's, uh, it's, it's phenomenal to, to see it. Now, you know, John was saying, you know, you went to Harvard Business School. A lot of folks out there haven't gone to graduate school. Uh, and I know that a lot of us feel that maybe some of the work that we did in our undergraduate, you know, are we using those skills today? I was really fortunate that what I studied in school, I actually went on to to do. But what did you learn in business school that you think that maybe marketers or in your career that that marketers are not necessarily learning as skills, or maybe they are, as the heads of marketing that they're going to need in leadership positions like a CEO or a president? Uh, it's a great question. And I think the most important skill set for the CMO of the future and the executive of the future is the general management skill set. Um, I think, you know, having the expertise in your function, whether it's marketing, engineering, finance, those things are a given, right? That, that's table stakes. But the exceptional skills, uh, that I look for, uh, with, with people that I hire, uh, people that I enjoy working with, people that I promote are those general management skills. So it's things like organizational behavior, um, leadership, uh, emotional intelligence. Technology. Can you understand technology and how it impacts the customer journey, uh, the customer success model? Uh, sales skills. Can you stand up uh, in front of a group of customers or prospects and carry the energy and help your uh, company win the day? Uh, are you creative? Uh, and then I think very importantly in, in the business you and I are in, marketing automation uh, solutions, sales um, automation solutions, and CRM, analytics and performance management because you know in the old days of marketing it was who can come up with the best ad right it was mad men and that was interesting um to businesses and important but it was very narrow and myopic now as you said in your earlier remarks david it's about the entire customer success model uh the journey 
And again, this is back to that digital transformation that occurred. You know, when I was a young man growing up and, you know, cutting lawns and shoveling snow back in Ohio, and you were very entrepreneurial as you were coming up and working hard, starting new businesses. I know you were a DJ and you did other things. Um, the path to the executive suite was through manufacturing, engineering, maybe sales. Very few marketers were rising to these CEO roles. So it's really an interesting shift. And again, I think it is because of the shift to digital. No one understands digital better than the marketer. I agree. And, you know, we have seen a tremendous transformation taking place in marketing, right? Marketing is not just an art now. It's an art and a science in that madman era, you know, the branding experts, I would say that, you know, a CMO is not going to get a leadership role as president or CEO if they're just a brand expert and they really understand the brand and the art of marketing. They really have to be in touch with this kind of omni-channel and technology-driven uh, world of engagement that we have. And more and more commercials every single day are coming out for products that you can buy online. I mean, you can buy a mattress now from a website, have it delivered to you, and, you know, spend, I don't know, I don't remember exactly the commercial, but I think it's like sleep on it for 90 days, and if you don't like it, send it back. You know, you would never think that you would have bought a mattress online. You would have gone to a store and laid down on it and spent a lot of time with a sales rep. And now, you know, I believe, right, I started the whole company demand, Jen, because I believe marketing should matter most in an organization, and that's why... This topic today is so passionate for me because it's great to see the ascent of the leaders. Um, you know, there is one guy, and in fact, this is the week. I normally don't like to date our podcast because I never know when people are going to listen to them either live or later on. But this is the week of the launch of the iPhone 7, right? That just, just happened earlier in the week. And it made me think about Steve Jobs heading into this program today and what an incredible showman and marketer that Steve was and so in touch with what customers need and and a strong belief system that you don't even conduct focus groups right because you can't ask your customers what they want you have to invent it for them and expose them to what world the world could be like if everybody if everybody was polled back when uh, apple was working on their phone of what they wanted they were they would have probably said a smaller phone that has a longer battery life and um doesn't drop calls and yet that's not what steve and the rest of the team came out with. And, you know, Steve was fired from Apple, right? I mean, he was let go uh, at a time when, you know, Apple was struggling, failing in the corporate marketplace, and then brought back and turned that company around because he is so in touch with what the market needs and wants and one of the best showmen in the world. So um, I, I always admire Steve for his marketing skills. I had the chance to oh, clearly. work alongside him early in my career when I was at Fairlawn and be out on the road with, with Apple. But, you know, there's a lot of controversy about Steve's leadership style. So, you know, John, as president of Mintigo, what are you finding is critical in your leadership skills and ability for taking a startup like Mintigo and moving it along that, that growth path? Well, I think you, you point out some great thoughts with Steve Jobs. Clearly, he was customer number one, right? And he envisioned the market um, before his employees, before his uh, customers, before his channel partners. But he had the, the eye to pick the best talent. So if you think about his partnership with his design team, that's a real key element for a CMO uh, going forward. And so I have a very close partnership with, with my design team when it comes to the product, 
Uh, I'm involved in things like UI selection because, you know, we're, we're marketing to marketers. We're marketing to salespeople. And I've, I've run marketing organizations. I've run sales groups. You know, I work toe-to-toe with some great um, heads of sales. And so when we build our product, this product has to be responsive to the needs, uh, the operational needs of marketers, marketing operations, sales, sales executives, sales operations, and also data scientists. So I, I really look for people who have a great uh, eye for design. And that same thing goes for my marketing campaigns. I want, I want to have an emotional attachment uh, developed between my company, Mintigo, and our customers. And so um, this, this is very important to me. Absolutely. Hey, John, we are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, the people who make this show possible. But we will be right back. I'm talking with John Barra, who is the president of Mintigo. And we are talking about our today's marketing leaders, tomorrow's CEOs. We'll be right back. Have you ever felt that you're not getting the most out of your marketing automation system? Well, you're not alone. But there is an answer, an award-winning agency called DemandGen that can not only get your team out of batch and blast mode, but turn your team into high-performance marketers that drive more revenue and have the kind of results you're looking for. They also have a marketing dashboard to show it. Experts in Marketo, Eloqua, Salesforce, and dozens of other top marketing technology, the folks at DemandGen have helped hundreds of the top marketing teams around the country, and they can do the same for you. So stop feeling stressed. Check out their services at demandgen.com, just like it sounds, demandgen.com. And while you're there, be sure and visit their resource section, which is chock full of videos, free templates, and downloadable guides, all of which will help you be a better marketer. If you need a team that will get you to the next level, there's one waiting. They're just a click away. Demandgen.com. All right. Thanks again, Paul. We are back with John Barra, president of Mintigo, talking about marketing's rising to the ranks of CEOs. I was thinking during the commercial break, John, that there are a lot of critical skills. We touched on some of them that presidents and CEOs need. And I was thinking about how in my role when I ran marketing, how much of an integrator I had to be certainly with sales and marketing. So we, you know, you and I know as, as leading our organizations, how much we have to integrate all the different departments. If you were to start to rank some of the key skills that a president or leader needs, what are those skills and how did the skills that we developed as marketers, you know, help develop our strengths in those areas? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it starts with strategy. You have to be in tune with the company strategy. In fact, many CEOs are relying on their chief marketing officers to create the strategy, to do the research on the market environment, the competition, the customer needs, uh, the technology trends, and then work with other counterparts on uh, the executive staff to see if the strategy can be executed. I mean, you, you can't create a strategy if you can't deliver the product, if you don't have enough capacity or if it will take too long to design or deliver. So there has to be an element of, of planning uh, in the skill set of the CMO, and you have to partner with the other executives. You're not in competition with the other executives ever. You're in competition with your competitors. And so when I'm mentoring younger employees or employees who have the, 
goal to become a CMO. I think I have about 15 former employees who are VPs of marketing or CMOs uh, in, in the market today, and I, I'm very happy about that. I always tell them the competition is outside. It's not in the company. So you have to be collaborative. Uh, you have to lead. It starts with strategy. You have to bring those leadership skills to your team. And then you have to be able to lead other organizations without them reporting to you. Let me give you an example. So uh, sales, for example, they roll up to a head of sales. But in many ways, the CMO is a virtual leader of the sales organization. They look to you to set the message, the tone, the strategy, maybe the pricing, the packaging, the, the positioning. Um, the energy of the company, the brand vision of the company, how our company is perceived by prospects and customers and partners. And I think finally, Dave, culture is very important. Marketing has to show a culture of discipline and execution and excellence. Uh, if we're just the people that, you know, take off our shoes and dance around in our socks and do whiteboarding and dreaming, then we're not respected uh, by other organizations. We're just those crazy marketers that you know make pretty pictures. That's important. The creativity is important, but it has to be coupled with great execution and accountability. It reminds me uh, what you just said about the, I think it was a GoDaddy commercial several Super Bowls ago, right, where he said, let's check in and see how marketing's doing. There's a big raging party going on in, in one of the offices. Which, by the way, you and I have thrown some pretty raging parties uh, this past year in, in Las Vegas at some of the marketing conferences. It's been phenomenal to work with your team. You guys have some great people. You know, when people say those are good people, Mintigo is some some good people. But coming back to what you said, there's a lot of stress in marketing. I mean, let's let's be very direct about what marketers go through, right? There's a, a huge degree of insecurity in the past in marketing because everything was so non-measurable, right? We're, we're working so hard. We're spending a lot of the company's money on growing the business. And it was challenging to show the impact that we, you know, would have versus sales, which is a more direct correlation to new business and, and revenue growth. So you, you go through your career in marketing, working your, your butt off and having a vision and implementing that, that strategy in your organization and integrating so many departments. I don't know how many departments are more integrated than marketing needs to be for success. So you're really set up well for leading the organization if you've built those relationships and rapport in your own organization. And there was a, so I guess there's two ways to look at it. Some of the examples I gave were companies that hired outside heads of marketing to come in to be the CEO. But if people listening in are thinking, I wonder if there's an opportunity for me to ascend to the top rank from the role that I'm in, there was a, a survey done by Corn Ferry, uh, and they of the you know, chief executives that they polled, 53% of them, so just slightly more than half, said yes, we we would anticipate that our head of marketing is a likely candidate as a successor uh, for the role. So we're seeing that not only within organizations, people recruiting from the outside, and we certainly know that the most sought after marketers. Today, you know, the, the people who um, companies are looking for have a very strong track record of either turning around a brand or taking a company to the next level. Since you and I live in the world of MarTech, you know, we know that the most sought after marketers that on the, on the recruit list are, you know, leveraging MarTech. These are not marketers that are just doing big brands and campaigns. They are the marketers that are building all the infrastructure to drive growth. So that critical skill set 
every good visionary needs a good integrator too. Who who is it in your company that you are partnered with, John, that helps you with the vision that you have of where the company's gonna go and and making that happen? You know, every every good every good Captain Kirk needs a really good Spock. So who's your Spock? Well, it's actually uh in this company a minute ago, it's two individuals. It's our chief technology officer, uh, who's one of the co-founders of the company, and our chief product officer. Between the two of them, they probably have, I don't know, 30, 35 years of experience in marketing operations, marketing systems, working for companies like Oracle, IBM, uh, and a number of startups. And they are very in tune with our customer base, uh, what's happening with our competition, uh, what's happening with the major platforms uh, that matter, which to us would be uh, Oracle, Marketing Cloud, uh, Marketo, Salesforce. Uh, we're also seeing some interesting things happening with Microsoft, Microsoft Dynamics, uh, Adobe, uh, and SAP. And so my partners, Dave, are the product leaders. I'm fortunate to have very visionary product leaders who anticipate what uh, the market needs and also listen very carefully to our customers, prospects, and partners in terms of how we might innovate to add even more value uh, from Mintigo to our customers. I want to go back to one of your previous questions about what's important for marketers and 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 uh, in their leadership. I had a business school professor, Professor uh, Jim Cash, who was a, probably about six foot eight. Gosh, he must have been three hundred pounds. He's a giant of a man. He used to play, uh, I think, power forward for the Seattle Supersonics before he became a professor at, business, at Harvard Business School. Very interesting man. Very funny, but very wise. And I, I always remember, you know, 25 years ago, him talking about uh, goal congruence, goal congruence. And I think that's really an important thing for marketers to consider is getting on the same page, especially with their sales executives. Because in the old days, marketing would generate, you know, marketing qualified leads, contacts, whatever, throw them over the wall into uh, sales and say, okay, we did our job. And then sales would come back and say, no, you didn't. These aren't very good opportunities. And then, you know, people would do some finger pointing and, and, and maybe ultimately either the marketer leaves or the sales executive leaves. I think that's sort of a 1980s, 1990s mindset. I think the mindset of today, given the tools, the technologies and the uh, data that's available is to approach these problems with goal congruence, as Professor Professor Cash said. And to me, that means getting marketing and sales on the same page, bringing together marketing with the marketing automation system and having marketing be aware of what's happening in Salesforce. And conversely, having the salespeople further upstream involved in the marketing decisions and knowing what's happening in the pipeline with Marketo or or Eloqua or whatever your marketing automation system is. By having this unity, having unity between marketing and sales uh, from a strategy standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, and ultimately from a technology standpoint, success is going to flow and it's going to, it's going to soar. And that's, that's what I, I'm seeing within my own company and with our customers. John, we got only a couple more minutes before we got to wrap up this episode, but um, you know, you made me think of mentors and we've all had incredible mentors in our career, I know that you worked for Andy Grove for a long time, and you, you know, you've shared with me a few times about the learnings from him, and 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 you call him an operational genius. As we look in our career journeys, it's always there's always milestones along the way of people that we've worked with that have really inspired us and helped taken us to the next level. 
Let me ask you one more question, John, because I don't think I've ever asked you this personally. What brought you to Mintigo, right? You, you've got a lot of opportunity out there for you, no shortage of opportunities certainly today, and you picked to lead this organization. What led to that decision? I left Intel after uh, many years uh, in a very successful run growing the business from probably $2 billion in sales to about $25 billion in sales and the 46 and the Pentium and it was the glory days of Intel, and I did work with Andy Grove and Gordon Moore, who are wonderful visionaries, and I got the startup bug, frankly, and I've worked for, you know, seven or eight uh, startups over the last 20 years, and I like to solve really big, gnarly problems. So I've done things like content management, virtualization, social marketing, and I was uh, not working a few years ago, and uh, I got a call from Sequoia Capital. And they said, you have to look at this company called Mintigo. And I said, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And I met the founders, Jacob Shama, the CEO, and Tal Segalov, uh, the CTO. And essentially, in a few hours, they didn't even have to convince me to join. They just enlightened me with what Mintigo was able to do, which essentially is to take a look at any company's data and create um, a profile of your customers at a very deep digital level. So back to the whole trend of digital marketing, understanding the digital DNA of your customers and then overlaying that that uh, predictive intelligence into your pipeline, whether it's in Salesforce or your marketing automation system, and helping find buyers faster. So that's essentially what Mintigo does. It's a big data play, predictive analytics. Uh, it's a SaaS model, and we help our largest customers, people like Oracle, Red Hat, Getty Images, Time Warner Cable, find customers in their pipeline faster by using data. And I think it's a really big trend going forward that that marketers and CMOs will become more uh, analytical, will become more data-driven, and, and Mintigo is a pioneer in this area. And we're pleased to work with uh, Demand Gen Group and your team, David, as partners. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate the time today. It always goes by so quick. We, I think we could talk about this for hours. Exciting topic. Uh, but thank you, John, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, this is your host, David Lewis, saying farewell, and I always want to remind you to make marketing matter most in your organization. Have a good week, everyone. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing.